Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. Um, If you are not in the mood to hear anti-Joe Biden stories, then don't even bother listening today, because uh, we got big elections coming up. Joe Biden is now in the lead. He's the clear front runner. The polls that I just saw in the states that are about to vote, not going to sugarcoat it, are a fucking disaster. They're fucking disastrous. Um, Bernie Sanders is being Bernie Sanders, and what I mean by that is he's focusing on the issues, but he's also far too kind. I will not be far too kind. I will be making the case for Bernie stronger than Bernie makes the case for Bernie. Um, so there's a lot of stuff to get to. I'm not kidding when I say that almost every story is about Biden and how terrible he would be. Almost every single story. So just just understand that. Just wrap your mind around that. If you don't like it, you can tune out. Uh, there's no problem with that. But today's show is, uh, I'm going in. <laughs> I am going in, going in, going in. All right, so without further ado, let's jump right into it. 
And I'm going to start with, again, a very basic run-through of what Bernie Sanders has to do in order to win because, you know, this isn't – it's not getting through, but I think it should get through. <laughs> so we have a bunch of voting that's going to happen tomorrow. I believe it's six states that are voting tomorrow. And um, I want to run through yet again – what the strategy is for Bernie Sanders to win. I got to be honest with you guys, I don't see how he wins without doing these things that I'm talking about, doing them quickly and doing them aggressively. Truth be told, the day after Super Tuesday should have been the day that this strategy was rolled out and used. And, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't. So, I wish I had better news on that front, but I don't. But yet again, I'm going to spell it out as clearly as possible in as concise a way as possible. Here's what I think Bernie Sanders has to do in order to win. So I tweeted this uh, yesterday. Bernie must, number one, hammer electability. Joe Biden is Hillary Clinton 2.0. Hillary lost to Trump. Joe will too. I'm FDR. FDR won four times. I'm the safe option, not Joe. That's the first thing he has to do. Hammer electability because the new polls on electability are disastrous. Biden's at 51%. Bernie's at 28%. So after Super Tuesday, those polls totally went out of whack and massively in favor of Joe Biden. So he has to make that point. And I would make it in exactly those terms so people understand it, so it cuts through. And I would say it if I was Bernie. I can beat Trump. Joe cannot beat Trump. He's Hillary Clinton 2.0. I'm FDR. The second thing is, from now on, I would not utter the words political revolution or democratic socialist again. He should say, that Bernie should say, no, I'm the moderate. I'm the centrist. The polls show that. Biden is extreme. The Iraq war is extreme. The outsourcing uh, you know, bills that he supported are extreme. The bankruptcy bill is extreme because it made it so students can't file for bankruptcy on their student loans. Um, Bernie needs to win back some rural, older, and suburban voters. So you have to tailor a message to that crowd, which is why I would hammer away on the idea. And Bernie says this sometimes. He goes, these ideas aren't radical. I would say that a thousand times more and not say political revolution or democratic socialist again. Uh, the third thing is Bernie needs to micro-target a message to each state on those issues that are that matter the most in those states. So in Michigan, it's trade, trade, trade. In Florida, it's social security. Now, that one, to be fair, that point is actually something Bernie is doing. He's running a lot of ads in Michigan on the issue of trade and how Biden supported all the outsourcing deals and Bernie opposed the outsourcing deals. In Florida, I believe he's running the social security one and the Obama one, because Obama's a popular figure in the Democratic Party and definitely in a state like Texas with more middle to upper income Democrats. You know, it makes sense to go in that direction. So he's doing number. The third thing on my list is something Bernie is doing, to be fair. The fourth thing I say, go tit for tat with the establishment. So when they roll out an endorsement, Bernie needs to roll out an endorsement. It doesn't matter if the names aren't as big on Bernie's side. The reason for doing this is simply for narrative control and to blunt the media momentum which helped Biden on Super Tuesday. And finally, I said, don't overthink it. These four steps and Bernie can win. 
So what I mean by that is when Amy Klobuchar and Mayor Pete came out and endorsed Biden, unfortunately, the media took that and ran with it at 1,000 miles an hour, and they were like, oh, well, now obviously everything's coming together. Obviously they're coalescing around the guy who's the real front runner, who's the real serious candidate, and obviously this is positive, and Bernie's now you know, irrelevant, useless. So look at, look at everything that's happening that's positive for Biden. Isn't this wonderful? Isn't this amazing? Isn't this great? Isn't this something that's going to help him beat Trump? Is it, and they went on and on and on and on and on, and it was nothing but positive media nonstop right before Super Tuesday. And some of that momentum definitely propelled him on Super Tuesday because he won a bunch of states that even he is surprised by it. He was like, wow, when I saw Massachusetts and Maine, I was like, holy cow. So we have to get serious, man. And what that means is when they roll out, here's Mayor Pete, here's Amy Klobuchar, if I was in Bernie's campaign, I would be behind the scenes, I'd be doing almost anything I possibly could to try to get Andrew Yang, Tulsi Gabbard, Tom Steyer, Sire Sawyer, Elizabeth Warren, get all of them and just go tit for tat with the establishment. Oh, you got, that's cool. You got Mayor Pete and Amy Klobuchar. Well, look, I actually got more people than you got to, to endorse me. So, and, and then, you know, cause the media, of course, they'll act like Amy Klobuchar and Mayor Pete are more serious than, you know, Tom Steyer, Sire, Tulsi and Yang. But it's like, and Warren, but it's like, you know, who cares? As long as you're blunting that media momentum, as long as you're blunting that narrative of like, oh, Biden's obviously the serious one, that's all you have to do. Now, Bernie is half doing this strategy now because um, they rolled out a Kamala endorsement for Joe Biden the other day. Bernie Sanders had a Jesse Jackson endorsement that he pushed out there. And then also um, today he got endorsed by the Working Families Party, if you remember they originally endorsed Elizabeth Warren, and then everybody flipped out because the members of the Working Families Party probably didn't endorse Warren, and the leadership overrode the members. So that was a big story recently. We talked about it here. Uh, but now the Working Families Party endorsed Bernie. So today we do have a little bit of a tit for tat going on with them. But still, man, I, I'd be doing everything I can behind the scenes now to try to get Warren. Now, I get it. We can have a long conversation about how ridiculous she's being and how – you know, she doesn't believe in that policy vision she was pushing for because Bernie is way closer to that vision and she's sitting on the sidelines right now. We could have that conversation, but we need a narrative change and we need a boost going into tomorrow. I'm not going to lie to you guys, man. The polls I've seen recently coming out of these upcoming states, it ain't pretty. It ain't pretty. If things hold like they are right now, Joe Biden is going to landslide us and then run away with it. So you need something. You need an injection. You need, we got to be spurred on here with something big. And so I'd be trying everything to get Warren to endorse us. Everything. You know, even if it went as far as, hey, you want VP? Fine, we'll give you VP. Now, I would also say, sit her down and say, hey, listen, you could be VP, but here's here's the deal. You're only going to talk about the economy and economic populism. That's it. That's, those are the only things that you're going to talk about from now on. Because obviously her campaign staffers, the former Kamala people, former Hillary people, they ran her campaign right into the ground with accusing Bernie of being a secret sexist and backing off of Medicare for all and, you know, going all in on identity politics. So that, that didn't work. It was an abysmal failure. And if you want to be the VP, okay, we'll give you that slot. But you're going back to old school Elizabeth Warren. 
Consumer Financial Protection Bureau style Elizabeth Warren. So I would definitely do that because we need that bump right now to even have a chance to get to the general election. Because I know people would say, oh, that could be a general election liability with Warren. That's true. It could be. But as of right now, my main concern is just getting to that general election. Because it ain't looking pretty right now, dude. So, and then the final point I'll make is, and I didn't tweet this as part of the thread, but it's something that I think is super important. People who are sympathetic to Bernie Sanders, I'm not necessarily saying his campaign. I'm not necessarily saying his surrogates. I'm just saying people who are sympathetic to Bernie Sanders need to relentlessly push out the narrative that Joe Biden is in, is in sharp cognitive decline. You want to know why? Because he is. Now, I get it. Bernie's not going to do that. His people aren't going to do that. I understand. Um, but here's the deal. Here's the deal, Jack. When we get to the general, if it's Biden versus Trump, Trump's not holding back. Trump's already doing ads about Joe Biden's cognitive decline. So all this like, hey, let's play nice and play patty cakes and, and be, have civility and decorum, that's going to blow up in everybody's face because Trump is not going to play nice and Biden is super vulnerable. So we have to let everybody know those vulnerabilities exist right now. So you have to go with Bernie. And unfortunately, what Bernie's doing, and I've seen the clips and I damn near cried when I saw these clips. Bernie's now saying multiple times in multiple different interviews when he's asked. This is a softball question, by the way. Hey, do you think Joe Biden can beat Donald Trump? What does Bernie do? Uh, uh, swing and a miss. Oh, yeah, no, sure. Joe Biden, I think, can be Trump. And if he's the nominee, I'll do everything I can to get him elected. That's literally the exact opposite of what you should be saying right now. Because I got news for you. Joe Biden cannot beat Donald Trump. He can't. Now, the only defense I have of Bernie is he actually believes that Biden can beat Trump. And he actually is friends with Joe Biden, and he actually likes Joe Biden. But, you know, anybody with a functioning brain who's watching this unfold is going to say, oh, that guy can't be Trump. There's no way. There's no way. At the very least, I would implore him to change that answer to, I don't know if he could be Trump, but I know I can. That's at the very least. In reality, he should do, go all in on Joe Biden is Hillary Clinton 2.0. You guys thought Hillary was safe. She wasn't. She lost. You guys think Joe Biden's safe. He's, he's not. He's going to lose. I'm FDR. FDR got elected four times. I'm the moderate. I'm the centrist. I'm the one that represents the people. I'm the only one with a chance here. That's what he should do, but he's doing the polar opposite. So since he's not going to do it, guys, he's not going to do it. Bernie's not going to say what he has to say. He's not going to say, I'm the only one who could win here. So you have to say it. I have to say it. People who are sympathetic to Bernie have to say it. And let me tell you something. They're going to come after you. And I've already seen it. Because I'm out there, I'm trying to lead the charge on this, and I'm flat out saying it now. Joe Biden has dementia. Now, you could concern troll and nuance troll that a little bit and say, well, we don't know if it's technically dementia because that hasn't been diagnosed and all that. Whatever. You want to call it sharp cognitive decline? Call it sharp cognitive decline. I don't care what you call it. His brain is not functioning properly. I'm going to say it, I need you to say it, I need everybody else to say it, and here's the most important point. When they come after you, brush them off and keep going. Because the only reason they're screaming really loud when we talk about this topic is because it works. That's why they're screaming, don't talk about that, don't talk about that. 
Don't do it. Don't do it. Why? Why can't I talk? They don't have an argument. They don't have a reason. They just want you to shut up about it. Why? Because it's true. So this is something I've already seen, man. Glenn Greenwald reached out to me yesterday and was like, just so you know, there's a bunch of establishment media figures taking one of my tweets on this, and they're using it to say, see, Trump world and Bernie world are going all in, pushing a misleading video about Joe Biden, a deceptively edited video of Joe Biden. And we'll get to this story later, but what they're referring to is Joe spoke for 10 minutes recently at a rally he was supposed to give. They're hiding him, but they trot him out for 10 minutes. And in that 10-minute speech, one of the things he did was completely stumbled over his words, completely stumbled over his lines, and wound up saying, we can only uh, re-elect Donald Trump. And then the video cuts off. Now, Trump and his team have been using that, that edited portion to say, I agree, Joe, we can only re-elect Donald Trump. And so people are saying, well, that's dishonest. That's misleadingly edited. Why? Because Biden goes on to say, we can only re-elect Donald Trump if there's circular firing squads. And, you know, it's basically he's trying to implore Bernie, let's run a positive campaign and let's not go negative on each other. Now, why is, why is it bullshit that they're lumping in me with these charlatans? Because the point of me tweeting the video was not the, oh, we can only reelect Donald Trump part. It's the fact that in the lines before it, leading up to it, he can't speak. He falls all over himself trying to get the words out. It's very clear that that's the case. Again, I'll show you the video later. But my point is, guys, they're going to dishonestly come after you. And they're going to try, nah, nothing to see here about Joe Biden's cognitive decline. Nonsense. There absolutely is something to see there. I showed my mom the video the other day of the compilation of his cognitive decline. She started out mildly amused. By the end of it, her jaw was on the ground. And she was like, this is worse than I thought. That's right. So don't let them, you know, make you shut up. Don't let them drive the conversation. The reason they're screaming is because it's working. And they have no other response but to nuance troll and to play the offended card. Oh, you're kind of like Trump. You're kind of like Trump. We are showing an obvious electoral liability. And you're telling us to shut up because you'd rather lose with a corporatist with cognitive decline, then win with a social Democrat. So don't shut up about it. Everybody in Bernie world should be relentlessly retweeting those, you know, videos of Biden's cognitive decline. Post them on Facebook. Guys, show your parents. Go out of your way. This is the demographic that's voting for Joe Biden. Suburban voters. (laughs) Voters who, you know, are not following this stuff closely, but, oh, I don't know, I guess it's Biden left. Huh? All right, let's go vote for Biden. Some of these people haven't heard Biden speak in years. They're like, oh, I guess Joe Biden. Show them the video. Once they see that, there's no way any normal person could be like, oh, oh, yeah, he's great. He looks good. What the? No. So this is what you have to do. So, again, you know, I'll run through that list one more time for you, and I'll, I'll do the Cliff Notes version of it just so everybody understands what Bernie has to do moving forward. Bernie has to, number one, hammer electability every time he opens his mouth. Electability, electability, electability. I can be Trump. I can be Trump. I can be Trump. Joe can't. Joe can't. Joe can't. When they push back on you, the response is, listen, he's like Hillary Clinton. You thought Hillary was safe. You think Joe Biden is safe. He will lose. I'm like FDR. I'm the New Deal Democrat. FDR got elected four times. I'm the safe option regardless of what you think. 
omnicentrist, omnimoderate, Joe's extreme with his Iraq war vote and his outsourcing vote and his vote for the Patriot Act and all the other terrible, terrible votes he cast. I'm the only one who could beat Trump. So number, thing number one is hammer electability. Bernie's not really doing that, and he's being way too kind to Joe. Oh, my friend, my friend, my friend, and all this nonsense. And, oh, yeah, sure, I think he could be Trump. Oh, my God, Bernie, what are you doing? Have you seen the polls? What's wrong with you? And I think it's disrespectful to everybody, to the janitor, to the cashier, to the working class person who's donating $5, $10 a month to Bernie Sanders, whatever it might be. And you're not out. Why is it that we are fighting harder for this thing than you are? God, that hurts when I see that, man. Second thing, don't say political revolution or democratic socialist anymore. Keep the exact same policies because the American people want those policies. Medicare for all, free college, living wage, end the wars, Green New Deal, legalize marijuana, you know, um, increase um, union representation. All the same policies, tax Wall Street, all of it. Keep it all the same, but pivot without pivoting by calling your policies moderate and centrist. And I never want to hear democratic socialist or political revolution the rest of this election because young people are not turning out in those super high numbers that we wanted. So that strategy is not working. So now you know you you don't need 30% of the vote in a fractured field. You need to cobble together a coalition that can win in a one-on-one race. So you're going to need 50% plus one. So how do you expand that coalition? You don't lose any of the younger voters that you've already gained by talking about Medicare for all and free college and a living wage, but calling it centrism and moderation, you don't lose those voters. But you do gain the older voters if you do that. That's what you have to do. Um, And then the third thing, again, and to be fair, this is one that Bernie's, like I said, doing doing good with. Micro-target a message to each individual state, trade in the Rust Belt, Social Security in Florida, nonstop hammer that home. Uh, And then finally, you got to go tit for tat with the meta-narrative with the establishment. So whenever they roll out Biden endorsements, you counter with an endorsement. I don't care if the name isn't as big. It's just to blunt that media momentum. So listen, this is the way to do it. But unfortunately, most of this stuff Bernie has not done. And I've seen the polls going into the election tomorrow, and it's not pretty. It's not looking good. So, you know, I don't know what else to tell you guys other than if you're upset and you think, oh, this thing's over and all that stuff, we got plenty of time to sulk later. Right now, the fight is still going on. If you're in a basketball game and you're down by 20 points, you don't, in the second or third quarter, you're not like, all right, well, we had a good run. No, you fight right then and there. <laughs> so fight. So fight. Show this video. Well, not, maybe not this one, but show the compilation of Biden's cognitive decline to your parents, to your friends, to everybody you know. Show that there's a real serious issue, that there's one option in this primary. This is what you have to do. So there'll be plenty of time to be upset, to be sad, to sulk later if we go down. But right now, we're still in the fight. So do everything you can to get this man elected. You better go vote. Get everybody you know to go vote. Show everybody Joe Biden's cognitive decline. And the reality of the situation is, guys, if we can't take down the most beatable candidate ever in a head-to-head match, Joe Biden, then we had no business winning anyway. If we're not politically savvy enough to take down Joe then I'm sorry, but the left isn't ready to win. They're just not, because we're not savvy enough. It's that simple. So I know that's a harsh note to end this on, but I got to give everybody a little bit of tough love. I got to give them tough love. We're too insular, and we're too much of a subculture, and we'd rather have you know, our own little edgy labels than break out into the mainstream. And I'm giving you, I'm giving you the pathway to the mainstream. It's just a matter of will we take it? 
And right now, I don't see Bernie saying the things he needs to say, with the exception of the good ads running in their respective states. But we got to fight on as hard as we possibly can. We have to do it. God forbid, if it's Joe Biden versus Donald Trump, there's no winning. There's no winning. Okay. All right, next, everybody. Now, so I gave Bernie his roadmap to success, okay? Now I'm going to give you insight into how Trump would destroy Biden, and this isn't pretty. Consider this video that you're about to see a warning, because that's what it is. If the Democratic Party goes on to nominate Joe Biden, to run against Donald Trump, it would be a bloodbath. Donald Trump would manhandle Joe Biden. He's already manhandling Joe Biden. He's already out with attack ads going after his cognitive abilities. You want to know why? Because Joe Biden's cognitive abilities aren't good. So we have an option. We can vote for Bernie, in which case we have a very good chance of beating Trump. But if they go on to nominate Biden, we're in trouble. So I want to show you exactly how Trump would destroy Biden. You're going to get to see a mashup here of a bunch of the issues where Biden is super vulnerable and Trump is an amazing campaigner and debater. Take a look. You want to approve Trans-Pacific Partnership. You were totally in favor of it. The Trans-Pacific Partnership is perhaps the most ambitious trade negotiation underway in the world. And, and you called it the gold standard. Well, I You called it the gold standard of trade deals. You, you said it's what? the finest deal you've ever seen. Yeah. What we're talking about is shaping a new standard that can become the metric by which all future trade agreements are measured. Why, why is that standard? Why, 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 you're getting nervous, man. Calm down. It's okay. Down to one person who's got low energy, very low energy. She goes to sleep 
So now the Democrats are making a pathetic bid to say, Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe Biden. And you know what? I'd love to run against him, to be honest. like we live in an episode of the Twilight Zone and the boomer liberals are dead set on losing again. That's what it feels like. Super Tuesday was the revenge of the normie Democrat and the normie Democrat is drunk on CNN and MSNBC propaganda where, you know, Bernie's a pie in the sky lefty who's just, he can't win and Biden's the serious candidate. This video you saw is the reality. So Donald Trump is going to hit Biden from the left on trade, on NAFTA, on TPP, on permanent normal trade relations with China. And Donald Trump is going to win the Rust Belt, which is a super vital portion of the country. So Joe Biden is incredibly weak and vulnerable on these issues that are so important to a general election or in a general election. Trump admitted behind closed doors, yeah, Bernie Sanders was the only person I did not want Hillary Clinton to pick for VP. Why? Because he's really good on trade. So, in other words, a giant advantage that Trump had over Hillary goes away if Bernie's in the race. Guys, he said that when no cameras were on. He didn't know he was being recorded. So you know that that's his actual opinion. Social security cuts. You saw it right there. Donald Trump, by the way, even though he's a liar, and he is going to try to cut entitlements, he admitted as much on Fox News, but he will, it doesn't matter that he's actually going to do it. He is great at marketing and advertising and campaigning and selling a message and crafting a message. And what he would do is, pivot to Joe Biden's left in a general election and say, I'm going to protect your Social Security and Medicare. Joe Biden isn't. And these will be in national debates for the world to see. And by the way, in the debates in the general election, the DNC can't protect Joe Biden. Right now, they're trying to protect him from Bernie Sanders, changing the format and everything in the debate in order to try to protect Joe. They can't do that in a general election. He's vulnerable. And Trump is going to pummel him over and over again. Guys, pivoting to his left on many vital, important issues. And Joe Biden's lost three or four steps here. He's not politically savvy like he used to be. Biden used to be a good debater. Now, you know, his cognitive abilities are gone, and he's not going to realize that, like, oh, in order to win an election, you have to pivot to the left on these issues. So he's going to argue from a a center-right position. Oh, the only serious thing to do is to reform Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security. That doesn't sell! It doesn't sell. And then also on the Iraq war. I mean, he's going to hit him on the Iraq war relentlessly. Again, even though there's a video of Trump, like, begrudgingly supporting the Iraq war at the beginning, he just overrides all. He overrides his history, and he overrides the media on it. And he's just like, wrong, I was against it. Joe Biden was for it. He voted for it. How many people died, Joe? How many people died because of your vote? Tell me me that. How many trillions of dollars do we waste because of your dumb vote? I think that was the biggest mistake we've ever seen in this country, Joe. That's what I think. So that's what's going to happen. And then even, guys, even, even if you say, okay, forget all the policy stuff, take it off the table. What do we have left? Well, you just saw he went after Hillary and said, just like, well, Jeb was low energy. I guess he used low energy on Hillary, too. 
and he's going to use Sleepy for Joe Biden. And the branding and the marketing sticks. It doesn't matter how much you have legacy establishment media clutch their pearls. Good sir, how could you be so rude to one Joseph Biden? He's a statesman, if I don't say so myself. Trump will be like, I don't care. I don't care. He's sleepy, and he can't put a, he can't speak a coherent sentence. This is not difficult. So I'm just warning you, guys, share this video with your, if you happen to have, you know, parents who are, are boomers, even Gen Xers, whatever, the older liberals. Show them this video, because this is how a general election will go against Trump. Trump would be a giant favorite. So I'm just, I'm trying to help you guys out here. I'm trying to warn you. Iceberg, get ahead. And the fact of the matter is with Bernie's campaign, he's getting a really high percentage of young voters, and he's getting a in preposterously high percentage of Latino voters. But still, the turnout among young people overall is not hitting the numbers that it needs to hit. So Bernie needs to chip away at the rural vote, the older vote, and the suburban vote. And, you know, the way you do that is with the strategy I've been hammering over and over that Bernie needs to stress, I'm electable, I'm electable, I'm electable. Joe is Hillary Clinton 2.0. And he needs to talk about how I'm actually the centrist because my opinions are right smack dab in the center of mainstream American opinion. That's what Bernie needs to do. But also, we got to help him. Because I don't see him making these very clear arguments that I'm advocating he makes. In fact, he keeps telling people in the media, yeah, I think Joe could be Trump. He can't! (laughs) He can't do that! So, you know, you have to show them. You have to prove to your friends, to your family, don't do it. Don't do it. Iceberg dead ahead. Guys, even if you, even if somebody tells you up front, I philosophically disagree with Bernie Sanders... And I philosophically agree more with Joe Biden. You need to respond to them. It doesn't matter. One of them has sharp cognitive decline. The other one is whip smart still. It's all there. So even though you might slightly disagree with Bernie ideologically, just understand that's a way better option if your concern is beating Trump. It's that simple. So here we are. Here we are. Unfortunately, 2020 is now, there's a lot of shades of 2016 in this race. So there's a lot of votes happening tomorrow. Share this video with whoever the hell you can because it is a warning shot. I'm telling you guys, iceberg dead ahead. So let's react accordingly. Okay, next. You're about to see what an honest Joe Biden ad would look like. So Matt Orfel is back at it. Um, he's a very, very talented video editor. And he made one of the ads last year that went um, super viral for Bernie. It's, you know, he's a fan supporter of Bernie Sanders, and he's, uh, this is what he likes to do with his time. He likes to make... Um, these really convincing ads. And what he did here is this is what a Joe Biden ad would look like if the ad was honest. Take a look.
poor kids are just as bright as white kids. Unlike the token black and the token woman, you step up when the moment demands. You know the you know the thing. What you do when the cameras are off? See, I went to the big guys for the money. Where you fled? private fundraiser and told the big donors that under his presidency, no one's standard of living will change. Nothing will fundamentally change. Character matters. Lion dog face pony so many people were here than anywhere. You got the right candidate in Bernie. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Make sure you have the record player on at night. Have the record player on at night. Anyway, my time's up. It's my little sister, Valerie, and I'm Jill Buzzman. Oh, no, this is There is nothing inspiring about this dude. There just isn't. And in order for a Democrat to win a general election, you need the young to show up. The young are not going to show up with Joe Biden. It's not going to happen. If you want to beat Trump, you have to vote for Bernie. There's no ends, ifs, or buts about it, period. So it's, you saw some of the stuff there, you know, Joe Biden. Now, I did my own attack ad on Joe, which I'll show you in a separate segment, but he really is status quo Joe. That's what he is, status quo Joe, because... Almost like, remember that Elizabeth Warren quote, I'm just a player in the game. That's his philosophy. His philosophy is, I'm just a player in the game. What do you mean? I'm just a normal dude running for election. And yes, there's this corrupt, rotten, broken system, which makes it so that the politicians represent the will of the big donors and not the people. And I'm going to do that. <laughs> That's the whole thing, man. So it, you have to understand, his, his campaign was on life support after the first three contests. He got some fourth-place finishes. He maybe even gotten a fifth-place finish in there somewhere. And um, Wall Street and the big donors were like, mm, you're not showing us any signs of life. We're done with you. But then what happened? He won big in South Carolina, and then boom, big money starts flowing in again. Look at the, look at the dynamic. Look at the dichotomy. Look at the difference between Bernie Sanders, Sanders' campaign and Joe Biden's campaign. Bernie Sanders' campaign is being fueled completely on small-dollar donations from regular people. Joe Biden's campaign, it was, they were on empty. The gas tank was empty when they you know, left Nevada. But then he won South Carolina, and then boom, an influx of cash. He didn't have to do anything, by the way. He didn't have to do anything. It was the people on Wall Street and the corporations and the billionaires. He's got over 60 billionaire donors and the big money donors who were just like, oh, okay, no, now I, I see we have no other option. See... The reason why the race unfolded the way it did from the beginning is because the donor class was looking for another option other than Joe Biden because they see his flaws. They see how weak of a candidate he is. So they were trying. They were like, okay, who do we got? Ooh, Kamala? Kamala? Is it going to be Kamala? Let's make it Kamala. Let's make it Kamala. She's young. She's a person of color. These are all great things uh, in terms of electability. Okay, it's not her. She fell off. Is it Beto? Beto? 
Yeah, he could be Beto. Is it Beto? No, no, not him. He fell off quick, too. Okay. Amy Klobuchar? Can we do Amy? Oh, Amy's never getting above, like, 4% in the polls? Oh, okay, so maybe not her. Mayor Pete! Mayor Pete! We had a sketchy app, and he ended up taking Iowa, kind of, with state delegate-elects, even though Bernie ended up winning by over 6,000 more votes. So, yeah, Mayor Pete? Maybe Mayor Pete? Yeah, maybe Mayor Pete. Oh, shit. Okay, no, he got obliterated in South Carolina. We're out. We're out. We don't know. We don't know what to do. And so Joe emerged in South Carolina, and they're like, all right, I guess we got to do what we got to do. Prop up that campaign. And listen, I just, just so everybody understands, because this is an important point. Although Team Bernie is feeling down at the moment, if it wasn't for Mayor Pete and Amy Klobuchar, at the last minute before Super Tuesday, dropping out and endorsing Biden, we would be, it would be a cakewalk for us to win this election. Because the whole strategy from Bernie's team, and they admitted as such, they were like, yeah, we saw the number of candidates that were in the race. And our goal is, was, let's get a solid 30% block in every state, and then that's enough to win us the nomination. Because if you have a giant fractured field, as we do, always bet on ego in politics. And so you're banking on not just Joe Biden, but Mayor Pete, Amy Klobuchar, and anybody else who has even a prayer of a shot, you're banking on them to want to see it unfold. So if the field was still fractured, as it was the day before, the day before Super Tuesday, then Bernie would be winning this thing easy. So in other words, it took all the king's horses and all the king's men to get together and prop up Biden. It it really is, ironically enough, weekend at Bernie's and... Joe Biden is Bernie. He's a carcass, and they're propping him up, and they're like, I guess this is the one you're going with. And then as a direct result of that, and then the normie Democrats turning out, that's why Joe Biden is in the position that he's in right now. But he needed, he needed everything to come together. He needed the perfect storm. He needed that. Without that, he would have been dead in the water, period. So if you're Team Bernie, just understand this is the level of coordination that it takes to defeat you. And this is why, in the long term, the left needs to get super serious about power and super strategic and intelligent. Because right now, and I fear that this is the case, the left isn't ready to win. That level of organization and solidarity that you saw among the establishment is not something that we replicate on the left at all. And in order to win, we have to get to that point. And we have to break out of just being a subculture, a subgroup. We have to become the mainstream. So unfortunately, you know, it was, it was dirty tricks at the last minute. Some would just say, oh, it's just politics. But it's also pathetic that he needed all that support to get to this point, all that help, all that coalescing. But um, that's the only reason why we are where we are. So don't be too down. Don't be too distraught. It's just now it's a different calculation. And unfortunately, I don't see Bernie's team doing everything they need to do to adjust to that new reality. Because Bernie is, I mean, listen, as much as I love the guy, he's a stubborn old goat. And he's got his stump speech, and he goes out there and he repeats it a thousand times over, and he says stuff like, Joe Biden's my friend, and I think he could be Trump. So, listen, he's just a nice guy. He's a nice guy, and he's stubborn. And I don't think he has the, the political savvy to say, Okay, new reality, time to adjust. 
what if I keep all my exact same policies? I say, Joe Biden will lose to Trump. He's Hillary Clinton 2.0. I will win. I'm like FDR who won four times. What if he did that? What if he says, I'm the centrist. I'm the moderate. I'm the one who's right smack dab in the middle of mainstream American opinion. So don't change it. Keep talking about Medicare for all. Keep talking about free college and a living wage and ending the wars and all the amazing policies Bernie is pushing for. All of them. I'm not asking you to actually pivot even 1%. But what I am asking for you to do is pivot without pivoting. And you, you now use the rhetoric of moderation and centrism and unifying and coming together and patriotism. This is what we need in order to win. People need to feel like only Bernie's electable and Bernie is the safe choice. And the way you do that is to keep talking about the policies that you want, which are super popular, but to tell people I'm the only electable one and I'm the centrist here. So, you know, again, I know I'm a broken record and I will be until they fucking change, but I have to be. (laughs) I have to be. And this was another uh, great ad here. And again... Share this stuff far and wide. Get the word out. Joe Biden is as vulnerable and weak as they come. Okay. Next. So Joe Biden has been telling lies that are honestly quite Trumpian. They're very, very brazen, very in-your-face, very shameless. These are verifiably untrue things, but he's plowing forward nonetheless. So here he is. He released a new ad. Now, this ad is attacking Bernie Sanders, um, but you're going to see, I'm going to show you the ad, and then you'll hear Joe's own words right after. So you make your own mind up as to who's telling the truth here. PolitiFact has called the Sanders campaign's attacks false. Joe Biden has always been a strong supporter of Social Security. Biden will increase Social Security benefits and protect it for generations to come. Negative ads will only help Donald Trump. It's time we bring our party together. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Senator, we have a deficit. We have Social Security and Medicare looming. Would you consider looking at those programs, age of eligibility, absolutely. cost of living, put it all on the table? The answer is absolutely you have to. I mean, you know, it's one of the things that my, you know, the, the political advisors say to me is, whoa, don't touch that third. Look, American people aren't stupid. It's a real simple proposition. Social Security is not the hard one to solve. Medicare, that is a gorilla in the room. And you've got to put all of it on the table. Everything. Everything. You've got to. When I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans, but I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it the third time, and I tried it the fourth time. When somebody says, I want to freeze spending on those programs, you know what that means, right? It means no cost of living adjustments. Cost of living adjustments increase it gradually. 
And if there's no cost of living adjustments, it's an effective cut. It's a cut. It's a cut. When he says, oh, yeah, we got to put these programs on the table, that's him saying, yeah, we're, we're going to have to, you know, cut them. We're going to have to adjust. And just so everybody knows, in Washington, they use endless amounts of weasel words. So one of the big ones is, and the Republicans are big on this, they say reform. Oh, it's time to reform Social Security because reform sounds value neutral. And if anything, maybe even slightly positive. But reform, what they mean is we got to cut it. That's what they mean. Now, remember, Joe Biden and, yes, Obama, they tried to do a grand bargain with the Republicans, which would have done Social Security cuts. Now, why did it fall through? This is, ama- is, an, this is an amazing story. It fell through because the Republicans said, no deal, we want even bigger cuts. So Biden and Obama were like, hey, here are some cuts that we want to make to these programs. And the Republicans were like, nope, not enough. We want more cuts. And as a direct result of that, the Republican Party being stubborn, that's the only reason why we got away with no cuts. So we lucked out in that sense. But Biden put it on the table, and I guarantee you Biden would do it again if he was president. He absolutely would do it again. Because this is his whole thing. You know, part of his political identity is, I'm the deal maker. And so he loves to work with people on the right, but not in the way that Bernie does, where when Bernie works with the right, it's in line with his values. So in other words, he worked with Mike Lee of Utah to end our support of a genocide in Yemen. That's a positive thing. That's a good thing. Biden, on the other hand, he'll work with Republicans to do the Iraq war, as he did. And he'll work with Republicans to try to cut entitlements, as he did. So there's a difference. Biden works with Republicans on their terms. Bernie works with Republicans on his terms to get his ideas implemented. That's everything, guys. That's the whole ballgame. That determines whether or not we get right-wing change or left-wing change. So, listen, he's just lying. And look at that ad. So notice he says, PolitiFact calls Bernie's attacks false. Well, hold on now, buddy. You got any more details on that? Notice he didn't put any other specifics. He didn't show the articles. He didn't do any of that. He just said PolitiFact says they're false. Why? Because he knows he's lying. He knows that Bernie is right when you go to the details, when you go to the specifics. You saw him. You heard him with your own ears right there. Biden clearly, guys, Biden supported, like, the Republican budget in 1998. That's like, you know, that was peak swashbuckling far-right contract with America Republican madness. And Biden supported that 1998 budget. This isn't a question. He's repeatedly done what Bernie is saying he did. Now, notice, what does Biden do? Don't get into the specifics, because the specifics would prove Bernie right. So I'm going to lie, lie, lie. And then what is it? Oh, look, at, I'm a winner. I won all throughout Super Tuesday. I won this state, this state, this state. State after state, call for Joe Biden. Amazing, incredible. And then at the end, he says, all these negative attacks, they only help Donald Trump. That's your reaction when you have no real response. And I've noticed this a lot lately with Biden. Whenever Bernie says something that's true about how messed up Joe Biden's record is, Joe Biden's response is, oh, there you go again, helping Donald Trump. 
but wait, are you going to address the substance of the criticism, or are you just going to deflect and obfuscate like you're doing right now? Because that, that doesn't really speak to the merit of the claim at all. And you could say, oh, I think it's false, and PolitiFact said false. Address the specifics. How is it false? Why is it false? You're on the record. We know you advocated these cuts. You can't, in good faith, go into the details of it and say Bernie is wrong. So you deflect by saying any attack by definition helps Trump. Then why even have a fucking primary? Why even have a primary? The whole point of a primary is to distinguish and differentiate between policy visions and determine who would be the better candidate for the party and who would be better for the country. That's the whole point. If you're saying, hey, Bernie, we can't even discuss policy differences, then you're a pathetic liar and a smear merchant, and you're doing everything you can to steer the conversation into a ditch and to not have the conversation at all, because you know you're going to lose if we have that conversation. I mean, seriously, stop and think about that. Bernie has made crystal clear, and I don't even agree with him on this, but this is who he is. He says, no, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to have a mudflinging contest here. I'm going to help Joe if he's the one who's the nominee and all that stuff. But where we will talk about the differences is our policy vision and our record. Joe supported the Iraq war. I didn't. He's wrong. I'm right. And he goes down the list of all the policies, right? But, like, he's trying, he's being extra fair, and Biden still turns around. Biden still turns around and is like, oh, that's not fair. How dare you? Well, again, then I'll say it. Why even have a primary? Why even have a primary if you're not allowed to talk about differences, to talk about the historical record? See, all they have, guys, is dirty tricks, underhanded tricks. PolitiFact said it's false, even though you have literal video of me saying the thing that you said I said. And man, look, I'm such a winner, and I'm the only one who could stand up to Trump, see? Bro, you have cognitive decline. He will run roughshod over you. Oh, my God. It's so sad because we're watching it unfold right in front of our eyes. The DNC, yet again, is doing everything they can. Hey, bias it in favor of Joe Biden. They're changing the debate format to help Joe Biden. They're protecting him, protecting him, protecting him. And then guess what? If Biden gets the general election, all bets are off because the DNC can't protect him anymore. They can't protect him anymore because the DNC and the RNC have to make the debate schedule and the rules and all that stuff. So he's exposed. He's exposed. And what are you going to do when Donald Trump runs the compilations of Joe Biden's brain not functioning properly? What are you going to do then? What are you going to do when Donald Trump hits Biden from the left? Bernie's warning you up front. He's providing a counter vision, which is the correct vision. But it's the media and it's the DNC who are criminal in how they hide the flaws of Joe Biden. Guys, all the, the suburbanite boomer liberals who voted for Joe Biden, they've been told over and over, it's rank propaganda, that Joe Biden is the best way to beat Donald Trump. He's the electable candidate. They've been told that over and over. People, unfortunately, believe it, and they acted in accordance with that belief. And unfortunately, I think what this, this election has become is honestly... We're having a race between old media and new media. Bernie Sanders is the new media candidate. Joe Biden is the old media candidate. And I'm sorry to tell you guys, but us new media people, we're just not big enough to win it yet. We're just not big enough to win it. I don't, my microphone is not as big as CNN and MSNBC. We have tiny data points here and there, which bode well for us and for the future. But overall, today, the obvious clear picture is they're still way bigger than us.
and they still control the narrative way more than we control the narrative. And we're watching the results of that. Now, I will say we do pretty good for the demographic that we're largely preaching to. You know, I've seen the YouTube numbers. I know for sure that most of the people who watch this show, most of you guys, are relatively young. And so that's why, one of the reasons why, not to take anything away from him at all, but that's one of the reasons why Bernie Sanders and, you know, his team does so well with the young. And they get an insanely high percentage of young voters. Because this audience is young. You guys are plugged in. You guys know the policy details and all that stuff. But still, fact of the matter is, we're struggling to reach the older audience, the Gen Xers, the boomers, and older. And they really are under the delusion that the best way to beat Trump is with Joe Biden. And um, it just it insults my intelligence when I see an ad like Joe Biden ran there. Because it's so dishonest. It's so underhanded. And it, all it does, the sad thing is, it's somewhat effective. Because if people don't do the research, if people don't fact-check Biden here, if people don't hear Biden's words, they're going to believe it. And they're also going to think, oh, he cleaned up on Super Tuesday, and he just said, I'm the one to beat Trump, and Bernie's helping Trump. I guess i got to vote for Joe. So it's, it's the simplicity of the message that's actually effective. And unfortunately, again, the coalescing of the establishment, the corporatists coming together, that worked. The media, with their Biden protection racket, it worked. And, you know, little old me and the rest of new media, we're on the outskirts screaming our heads off. Iceberg, iceberg dead ahead. Don't do this. And unfortunately, it's like pissing into a hurricane at the moment. So this is where we're at. Joe Biden is doing Trumpian lies, Trumpian lies in ads. And he's getting away with it. And his non-campaign campaign is working. They're hiding him most of the time, and it's working. He's coasting on his name recognition and positive media coverage and endorsements from other corporatists. We really are watching the empire strike back. And I shudder when I think of what this does to a generation of young people's politics. I shudder when I think of it. Because the Democratic Party has no clue what's about to happen to them. They have no clue. There is no saving this project without young people. And you're actively putting your middle finger up to them every single day. What do the Republicans do? They embrace their base. They throw red meat to their base all the time. Donald Trump is still doing CPAC speeches as president. He spoke at the, the, uh, you know, the pro-life conference. Donald Trump, all he does is shore up his base. All the Democrats do is spit in the eye of their base. And the chickens are going to come home to roost. And we're goddamn warning you yet again. You didn't listen in 2016. You ran Hillary and you lost. I told you you were going to lose. You didn't listen. You didn't listen. I'm telling you again about Biden. It's not over. Get out there and vote for Bernie. Show this video to your parents. Show this video to your friends, particularly older friends if you have them, family members, whoever. They need to know. They need to know that Biden would lose. It's not a question. We got one shot at this, and the wrong decisions are being made. We got to fight back. Okay. All right, I'm going to take a break. When I come back, Biden's cognitive decline is getting a hell of a lot worse. And um, 
I also have the DNC working overtime to help Biden. I'll give you the specifics of that. Stay right there. We'll be right back with uh, all that and more, a lot more Biden bashing, and then some Hillary stuff later and much more. Stay right there.
Alright, we're back, bitches. Oh. Okay. I am here. I'm keeping my uh, my eyes on the news. You got Trump downplaying the coronavirus, which is only going to have the opposite reaction to, as to what he wants. Um, <clears throat> we might do a little segment on that later. I still got a lot of stuff to talk about in, in regards to Joe Biden, so prepare yourself for that. Give me a sec here. Mm. Chugging some big seltzer, bitch. Chugging some big seltzer. Okay. Where were we? All right, here we go. Joe Biden's campaign is continuing to hide him after Super Tuesday. Um, And they're doing it because he's struggling cognitively. He, you know... He's in a sharp decline, and that's pretty obvious. It's obvious to people who work on his campaign, so they're doing the limited visibility strategy, which, listen, it's worked. All Biden needed to become the frontrunner was what happened, namely Mayor Pete and Amy Klobuchar dropping out. Uh, Beto came in on the phone, endorsed Biden, and um, that gave him the establishment coalescing And so all of the, you know, boomer liberals, the suburbanites were like, oh, got it. There's my candidate. And they came out in droves and they supported Biden. So that's all he needed. But still, they're they're not letting him do many interviews. They're not letting him do many speeches or rallies because they figure, hey, it worked to this point. Hiding him has worked because the idea of Joe Biden is better than the reality of Joe Biden. So this is their strategy. And listen, I can't say it's a bad strategy. In fact, it's a good strategy, and it's working. So um, now the only issue is they can't literally never let him appear. That's not possible when you're running for president. So they're letting him appear as little as possible. So there was a rally the other day in Missouri, I believe, and it's his rally. And at his rally, he only spoke for 10 minutes. And in that 10-minute speech, there were a number of disturbing moments. But here's one of them right here where, again, it's clear he's struggling with his mental capabilities. And turn, turn this primary from a campaign that's about negative attacks into one about what we're for. Because we cannot get reelected. We cannot win this reelection. Excuse me, we can only re-elect Donald Trump. And turn, turn this primary from a campaign that's about negative attacks into one about what we're for, because we cannot get re-elect, we cannot win this re-election. Excuse me, we can only re-elect Donald Trump. Now, if you think that bringing this up is impolite, what are you going to do when Trump hammers Biden with stuff like this throughout the entire general election? Because guess what? He already is doing it. 
look, this is a Trump ad that came out uh, a couple days ago before his new round of gaffes. But look at this ad. President Obama reportedly told Joe Biden directly, quote, you don't have to do this, Joe. You really don't. That is not a joke. That is a natural fact. I think Biden looked unsteady at many points. Play the radio. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the He's not the most polished speaker anymore. The president thinks, the, uh, my friend from Vermont thinks that. Watching his long, winding answers that don't really make sense in recent debates has also raised the question as to whether that has gotten worse and whether he is up for this. The fact is that the bills of the president, that, excuse me, the future president here. There's a lot of people who are concerned about uh, Joe Biden's ability to carry the ball all the way across the end line without fumbling. Let's go to Joe 30330. He looked kind of unsteady and almost deer in the headlights. So what are we doing? What's going on right now? He's not that good at this. I mean, he's clearly not that strong a candidate thinking on his feet. Anyway, my time's up. I'm sorry. I think there are some concerns, and they've been met, they've been expressed by Democrats themselves. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Over whether Joe Biden is equipped to withstand a very grueling campaign. We choose truth over facts. Joe Biden was really shaky, both because he was stumbling through his answers. I'm the Vice President of the United States. And also because the substance of those answers hasn't really gotten better. Those details are irrelevant. I think we're going to see growing questions, wondering if he has the mental and physical stamina to get through this campaign. I love this place. I love, look, what's not to like about Vermont in terms of the beauty of it? And what a neat town. Obama warned Biden's aides to make sure Biden didn't embarrass himself. Imagine what would happen if, God forbid, Barack Obama had been assassinated. Real conversation that is happening among Democrats. Has he lost a step? Uh, is, he, is he too shaky? I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. There are definitely moments where you listen to Joe Biden and you just wonder. You want to put that up against Trump? So guess what, guys? That first video that I showed you, the recent cognitive decline moment that Biden had, the media is trying to protect Biden. It's, I, I can't. I can't deal with this. Okay, so what's their argument? Well, Donald Trump, um, one of his people tweeted that video out, and Donald Trump responded to it on Twitter and said, I agree, Joe. Because at the end of that gaffe video, the first one I showed you there, he, um, he says, we could only reelect Trump. And so Trump was messing around and acting like, oh, that's an endorsement of me. So, yeah, I agree, Joe. You could only reelect Trump. So the media is now uh, nuanced trolling, and they're saying, well, actually, that video is misleadingly edited because um, Biden goes on to say in the clip, the part that you cut out is when Biden goes on to say, we can only reelect Trump if we have circular firing squads, so Bernie needs to not do the circular firing squad. <laughs> That's their argument. Okay, 
And by the way, they're trying to lump in people like me and the left with the Trump people who ran this clip. Okay. I'm going to say this as clearly as I can. The reason we are talking about that clip is not because of the we can only reelect Trump part. It's the part before that where he's struggling to get out the words even with a teleprompter there. That's the problem. The problem is that he can't get the words out and he's tripping all over himself even when he's reading off a teleprompter and he gets lost in the fog. Yes, he might go on after the clip ends to say, we can only reelect Trump if there are circular firing squads and all that stuff. That could be true. But that doesn't distract from the fact that he couldn't get the frickin' sentence out because he has cognitive decline. Are they really, honestly, they're really going to go with the protect Joe Biden strategy and nothing to see here. There's nothing to see. He's fine. I don't, what do you, what do you guys, what, what, what are you guys talking about? He's struggling. That's totally normal. He's always been like, he's always been, he has a stutter. That's the other one is they keep saying, oh, man, I saw somebody on my own timeline arguing as, as somebody who, stutter, who struggles with stuttering. Joe Biden was a hero to me in my youth. Nobody's attacking the stutter. He's not stuttering. He's not doing it. That's not stuttering. That's cognitive issues. I, come on, guys. I've showed you the clips. I can't do this anymore. I've showed you the freaking clips. I've showed you the endless compilations of Joe Biden not being able to speak. Are we really going to go all in on that strategy? Nothing's wrong. He's always been like this. Or, or, or it's a stutter. Which, by the way, which is it? That contradicts itself. There's nothing wrong. He's always been like this. Okay, that's one argument. And then other people, well, that's his stutter. Wait, which is it? Is there nothing wrong and he's always been like this? Or does he stutter? Those aren't the same argument. Which is it? They're trying everything they can. Cover it up, cover it up. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Nothing it's not going to work. Anybody who's not, you know, up the ass of corporate media, believing every lie they feed them is going to go, you know, something seems off there. Th- their strategy to win the election is right. La, 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 Biden's great. La, 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 he's fine. La, 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 he's the most electable. La, 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 la. And the thing that drives me crazy is you know that the older liberals who are supporting Biden – They think like, all right, you stupid young voters, we're saving you from the prospect of Bernie Sanders, okay? That's what we're doing. Uh, 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 uh. Uh. Oh, my God. Our political landscape is literally like the Twilight Zone. You can't be an absurd game show host. You can't even beat that guy. You can't do it. And the best you have that you think you have is a guy with cognitive decline. And you're pretending he doesn't have that. I seriously can't believe the articles that they're, well, I was misleadingly edited. <laughs> the problem is not, it's not, we're not focusing on it because of the thing he said about we can only reelect Trump. I'm focusing on it because of the stuff he said before that leading up to that line where he's obviously lost. They're dishonest, guys. They're dishonest. I don't know what to tell you. But, you know, bottom line is, Biden's struggling. 
And there's only one choice in this primary if you're remotely serious about even having a chance against Donald Trump, and his name is Bernie Sanders. Okay. Next. So the DNC is already working overtime to help Joe Biden and hurt Bernie moving forward. So they just made some new rules changes for the next debate. Now, let me just pause up front and say, what happened? I thought that, you know, you guys, one of the arguments everybody's making against Bernie is when Bernie's like, hey, whoever gets a plurality should win. Whoever gets a plurality should win. The response from a lot of corporatists is, well, what are the rules? But the rules don't say that. The rules. We got to follow the rules perfectly. The rules. You signed up to the rules. The rules exist as they are. Follow the rules. Follow the rules. So that's what they say in that situation. In this situation, with the debate, we're like, hey, the rules, you, we made the rules and agreed to the rules. Like, nah, just change them. We don't like them. Change them. What is it? Are the rules the rules? The rules are so important. Or yeah, the rules are whatever. They're open to interpretation and changing and whatever the hell we want when it's convenient for us. Which is it? Which is it? God, uh, they're, not, they're not even hiding it, guys. They're not even hiding it. I can't, I can't with this anymore. This is it's too much. So here are the crux of the rule changes. Here they are. The DNC has changed the format for the next debate where Joe Biden would have had to stand at a lectern for two hours and answer questions from professional moderators to one where both men will be seated and answer questions from the audience. The other thing, they changed the rules to exclude Tulsi. It used to be the case, if you're still in the race and you've won any delegates, you're in. They changed it. And they're like, we're going to exclude her because we don't want her on the stage. She won, I think, a delegate or two in American Samoa. Now, you know, listen, I think there's a really good conversation to be had about what the hell Tulsi's doing. I have no idea what she's doing. I really don't. Um, You know, if I was her, I would would have dropped out and endorsed Bernie a while ago. I think the longer she stays in, the more she's hurting her electoral chances for the future. Because I think at some point she can and should run again. And what she's doing now is she's, really hurting her credibility for the future because people are going to remember, oh, you're the person who kept losing and getting less than 1% in every single state. That's not going to help. So, you know, I think there's a good conversation to be had there, but, you know, they changed the rules at the last minute to exclude her. The debate would have been Bernie, Biden, and Tulsi, and I think they probably understood that Tulsi is going to hop in on the side of Bernie and go for the jugular of Biden. Um... So they changed the rules on that front, too. So this is driving me crazy because what's the result now? What's the result? First of all, they were concerned, oh, can Biden, you know, really stand for two hours? That might affect his cognitive ability. So let's sit him down. That's the first thing. They're trying to protect Biden on that front. It's easier for him to sit. Bernie was like, let's go. I'll stand. As of right now, Bernie's in wonderful shape. He's sharp as a tack mentally. And, you know, Ever since he had the heart issue and he came out, he's now eating better. Doctors say, uh, you know, now it's very unlikely to have another heart issue for years and years because he just had the procedure. 
So, you know, Bernie's in great shape, and he's running all around the country campaigning relentlessly. They're hiding Joe Biden away, hiding Biden. And then now they're like, okay, no, 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 we're changing the rules. He, we all get to sit. And then the other thing is to change it from moderators to the audience. What does that do? What does that do? Well, first of all, I'll just say it. Other people will hesitate. I'll just say it. I think there will be questions that are planted. And I think they're planting them, particularly to throw softballs to Joe Biden and to try to trip up Bernie Sanders. I'm convinced that that's the case. But furthermore, when you have the format like it is right now, this is more of a town hall, you make it so there's not as much of a head-to-head clash between the two candidates. You make it so it's not as much of a debate between the two candidates. Because if not, the, the crux of it is not a moderator throws something out there and then they go back and forth. The crux of it is, We'll go to different people in the audience for different questions, and you have to answer that person's question, therefore diverting attention away from the head-on clash. They're doing everything they can to protect them. Guys, and you wonder, you wonder why, you know, young people feel totally disillusioned and why young people want nothing to do with this gross process, because we see the corruption right in front of our faces. Are you kidding me? Joe Biden would be dead in the water if it wasn't for Amy Klobuchar and Mayor Pete and Beto. And at the last minute, let's all come together and put him over the finish line. And the media for two days, oh, my God, Joe Biden, the most electable. He did well in South Carolina after finishing like 84th in the previous contest. Oh, my God, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. So people look at that and they're like, gross, gross, I need a shower, this is terrible, this is ridiculous. Instead of, we're not having the serious conversations, we're not having the policy conversation, we're not, not, honestly, we're not even having the electability conversation. All Joe Biden has is the assertion, you know, I'm more electable, I'll beat Trump. Okay, what's your argument? There's no argument! What is the actual argument on Bernie's side? Now, unfortunately, he's not making this argument, but he should. His argument is, Joe Biden is Hillary Clinton 2.0, has the same baggage that Hillary Clinton had with his bad policy record. And also, listen, he's, not, he's lost a step, hasn't he? He's Hillary Clinton. I'm FDR. And by the way, this comparison is totally accurate historically. If I had to pick a U.S. president that most closely mirrors Bernie Sanders' politics, it's FDR. If I had to pick one that most closely mirrors Biden, it's Hillary Clinton. A presidential candidate, I mean. So, guys, iceberg dead ahead. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. Oh, my God. It's like we're watching a car crash in slow motion, and it's driving me crazy because I want to do something to change it, but I'm, I'm doing everything I can already, and I'm pissing into a hurricane. It's not working. So, for the love of God, keep sharing the, the segments of Biden's cognitive decline Keep sharing, you know, the the video we just did on what a debate would be like between Biden and Trump. Share that. Let them know this guy is a weak candidate. We have no choice but Bernie. Okay. Now... Joe Biden's war record. I told you today was going to be a Biden-heavy show, man. I wasn't kidding. And the reason for that is we got a bunch of states voting tomorrow, and I don't like what I see in the fucking polls. They're not good. They're not good.
A U.S. veteran confronted Joe Biden on his support for the Iraq war. And um, back and forth didn't go well. Joe got defensive, and the veteran obviously is, uh, you know, really hurt by what the political class had him and his friends do. So let's take a look, and then we'll discuss. You could tell that that dude is hurting. You could tell that, uh, you know, he's haunted by what happened in Iraq. And that's, listen, of course you're going to be haunted. He said it. Listen, I lost friends. My brothers and sisters in uniform. I know many of them that died. You know, and um, he's in pain. He's in pain. And you have other ones saying, you guys had us hurt civilians, man. And what did Joe Biden do when he was confronted with this? He got defensive and he said, well, my son died too. And you think it doesn't matter to me? Of course it matters to me. Now, listen. If Joe Biden meant what he said there, then I think we could have a conversation about the degree of sympathy or forgiveness that's merited. If he meant what he said there, then, you know, basically what he's saying is, this impacts me too, and, like, I learned my lesson. I was wrong. That's what he's hinting at there. That's the underlying tone of what's being said. However, that's just not the reality. Joe Biden did not learn his lesson. This is the same thing Hillary did in 2016. Oh, yeah, it was the wrong vote. I shouldn't have done it. Okay, but then why are you advocating for all the wars that you want to happen now? You want to do more regime change. I thought you learned your lesson. What happened? So what has Joe Biden done in the years since? Take a look. First of all, I actually like Dick Cheney, for real. I, I get on with him. I think he's a decent man. I want to see him after we were elected. 
and I went to see him at the residence. Uh, and he and his wife were extremely gracious to Jill and to me. It probably sounds like I'm making this up when I say I learned from, but I spoke to this man repeatedly about this job. But he was extremely helpful and gracious about the office and the legal parameters of the office. There is no doubt who is responsible for this heinous use of chemical weapons in Syria. The Syrian regime. At President Obama's direction, all of us and his national security team have been in close touch with our foreign counterparts. The President believes, and I believe, that those who use chemical weapons against defenseless men, women, and children should and must be held accountable. And by the way, there have been uh, whistleblowers in the wake of the chemical weapons uh, attacks in Syria who've come out and said, "Mm, they're not telling the truth about this. They're not telling the truth about this. The full story is not out. So we've been misled and lied to. Not too dissimilar from exactly what happened in the lead-up to the Iraq War. Oh, my God, Saddam Hussein. Oh, my God, weapons of mass destruction. Oh, my God, he's an imminent threat against us. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? Just sit back and let him kill civilians? Oh, my God, he's a brutal dictator. we got to topple him. Use the exact same arguments that were made against the Syrian government. Now, I'm not saying you have to you know, defend Assad and say he's a good dude or whatever the hell. No. But this is absolutely, positively, none of our business. We are not the world police. We are not the moral center of the world. Every time we do regime change, there ends up being motivations that are selfish and that are for the military-industrial complex and that are for, you know, the empire and exploiting natural resources and all this stuff. So if Biden really learned his lesson about Iraq, then why have you repeatedly pushed the arguments for regime change in Syria? This is the same thing as Hillary. Oh, yeah, I was wrong on Iraq. Anyway, let's talk about how we need to topple the Syrian government. How is it going to be any different than what happened in Iraq? You took out Saddam Hussein, and then you had ISIS and al-Qaeda rise through the ranks. Iraq has obviously been a disaster. We're still there. And you think, oh, you know, if we somehow topple Assad by whatever means, direct invasion or funding jihadist rebels, let's say, uh, oh, it'll be okay. They'll topple him, and then a, a Jeffersonian democracy will flourish. Oh, please. So he didn't learn his lesson. Giving George W. Bush a medal, the Liberty Medal, for spreading freedom, not only did you not learn your lesson, You are glorifying the guy who's a war criminal who did an illegal invasion of a country that didn't attack us and killed a minimum 200,000 civilians and did torture as well. Saying he learned, quote, the legal parameters of the vice presidential office from Dick Cheney. That's like learning morality from Charles Manson. What are you talking about, dude? Listen, very simple. Joe Biden is a creature of Washington, D.C. He's in the swamp. He's bathing in the swamp. He doesn't see what you see. He doesn't see, oh my God. Oh my God, everybody around me is 
funded by the military-industrial complex and pushing all these wars, and they're funded by Wall Street, and they're funded by, you know, all these special interests and lobbyists like Big Pharma and the for-profit health insurance companies, and all the decisions are made to protect the powerful and not help working people. He doesn't see it. He's status quo Joe. So, listen, you do with this information what you will, but iceberg dead ahead. If we have a repeat of the 2016 primary in 2020 and Biden's the nominee, God help us all. Because there's an 80% chance or more that Donald Trump wins re-election, and the only chance Biden would win, re-ele- would win election up against Trump, win the election, would be if there's a global economic crash and the whole thing is just an anti-Trump vote. But if that happens, guess what? The person who would be in charge, first of all, he's got cognitive decline, which is a huge red flag, and it's crazy to put him in power. But beyond that, he's already talking about bringing the same Wall Street guys into the administration. Joe Biden was part of the administration that bailed out Wall Street, by the way. And he's going to bring in Wall Street guys into the administration. And what he's likely to do is, yet again, bail out the guys at the top, reinflate the bubble, keep screwing over working people, and perpetuate this monstrosity of an economy that we have now, which only works for the corporations in the top 1%, the billionaires. That's what he's going to do. Status quo Joe, through and through, do not go in that direction. All right, now I'm going to do my attack ad for you. So I made a Joe Biden attack ad for everybody that I'm going to show you here. Um, I did this with Trump in 2016 as well. I did an attack that, you know, I think I made it during the primary, but it may have been during the general election. I really don't remember, to be fair. But I called it Terrorist Don because Trump very famously went on uh, Fox and Friends and casually was like, we have to take out their families. We have to take out their families. Talking about the families of terrorists. And so I thought, well, I mean, this is like any reasonable person hears that and goes, whoa, whoa, you want us to murder civilians on purpose? That means we're terrorists. So I cut that out and I ran an ad and, I, you know, I thought it was a very powerful attack ad, but of course it's not the direction that any of the other Republican candidates or Hillary would have went in because... They don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, So this is an example of an attack ad that can and should be used against Joe Biden. However, I'm going to tell you up front, they're not going to, Bernie's team is not going to run with this. They're not. There's no way. Trump team, Trump's team is more likely to run with this than Bernie's team is to run with this. But that shouldn't be the case. Bernie should run with this. Because, listen, I hate to tell you guys the truth here about this, but the polls are not looking good for the votes that we have coming tomorrow. And Bernie needed to flip the narrative and go aggressive against Biden and say, he's unelectable, I'm electable. He's unelectable, I'm electable. He's unelectable, I'm electable. I'm the moderate. I'm the centrist. I represent the people. He's Hillary Clinton 2.0. He will lose to Trump. I'm FDR. FDR won four times. I will win. He needed to be super aggressive. And one of the things you do is also show Joe Biden for what he is. Namely, corrupt. He is. Now, 
Bernie famously broke with his own surrogate, Zephyr Teachout, who wrote a book on corruption. She's an expert on corruption. She wrote a detailed article saying Joe Biden's corrupt. And Bernie was like, oh, no. Joe is a friend of mine. Joe's a good person, and he's not corrupt. Bernie's also now famously going around, and whenever he's asked this question, do you think Joe Biden can be Trump? He's saying yes. Oh, Bernie, what are you doing, Bernie? Like, literally the last thing you should ever say in this situation, given that the electability polls, the most recent ones, have Biden at 51% and you at 28%. You can't say that. You have to say the exact opposite. So you have to go hard at Biden now. You have to do it. You have no choice. The situation is dire. So if you were to go at Biden the right way, here's what one of your ads would look like. fortunate thing is I didn't have many larger contributors, and the only reason, see, I went to the big guys for the money. I was ready to prostitute myself in the the manner in which I talk about it, but what happened was they said, come back when you're 40, son. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.